0: Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host, the co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast. Today we're going to be looking at Elite Dangerous, where you take control of your own starship in a cutthroat galaxy. Elite Dangerous brings gaming's original open world adventure from the 80s into the modern generation with a connected galaxy, evolving narrative, and the entirety of the Milky Way recreated at its full galactic proportions. So uh, Elite Dangerous is pretty much price consistent everywhere. It's around £20 on PC, uh, and you'll want to pay another £20 on top of that for the Horizons Pass, which we'll discuss in a little bit. Uh, Similar pricing on Xbox One and PlayStation 4, depending on if you buy the standalone version or the legendary version, which includes that Horizons Pass. Uh, We always like to talk about what we've been playing our games on and what characters we've been using, if applicable. Um, I first played this actually on the Xbox One. It was uh, just a free beta. I think it was the first time they'd done like the beta demo system, um, or open access, I can't remember what the fuck I can call it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I it was downloaded it. Existing, wasn't it. Yeah, it was. It was the first game that they did on it, and I was like, oh. okay, I'll done it, give it a look." And I fell in love with it so quickly to the point that my wife um, had like a full argument with me because she's like, "I don't want to sit and watch you play this game; it's boring." And I was like, "I really like it." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've also played it on my 5K iMac, uh, but now I play it on my gaming PC with a GTX 1080 and ultra wide display. What about you, John? Yeah, so I've just been playing it on my uh, equally specced
1: PC, but I also have the nice twist of having an HTC Vive, which I spent uh, two or three hours in Elite Dangerous with, so that's Mm. interesting, and we'll talk about it later.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Um, We're both using joysticks and throttles, which also make it much more immersive and easier to control, although it is a bit fiddly uh, with all the different buttons, a bit of a learning curve there. Um, I'm just going to do a little caveat before we start this podcast, which is just to say that this is a absolutely vast game. Um, And despite having a 100 hours of combined play between us, uh, I think we've only scratched the surface of what's actually there. Um, With all that said, though, John, tell us all about it.
1: Sure, I'll take it away. So, um, at its heart, Elite Dangerous is a space simulation sandbox, and you can essentially fly around and do anything you want, oh, well, within the confines of your spaceship. Uh, so, that might be some trading of goods between different systems, smuggling secret goods, trying to get it passed into the stations, uh, or being a pirate or a bounty hunter. And there's over 400 billion star systems for you to visit rendered at one-to-one with a full galactic and technological simulation based on realistic scientific principles it's a big-ass world and you can travel (laughs) to basically anywhere you like there's probably places that only one player has ever been
0: well, there are places that no one's been to. Uh, I think it's something... I'm going to get the statistic wrong, but my understanding is that something like only 5% of the star systems have actually been visited yet. <laughs> Some of them literally will take like 10, 15 years for someone to get there because it's so far away because it's realistic. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. insanely big world. Absolutely. Absolutely it's cool to crazy. be a part of it. So. It's really hard to get your head around how big it actually is. Like You see the planets and you think, ah, eh, they look tiny, and then you get closer and closer and closer to it, and then you realise... Fucking hell, it's huge. <laughs> and then it's like the amount of time to get to the other side of the planet, and it'll like show you on the thing, and it's like twenty-three days. And it's like, yeah, that's fortunately, the fast way
1: travelling. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, otherwise, you would never get anywhere. But uh, no, so apparently there is a story woven throughout the game. Uh, it's hard to find sometimes with all the missions that are generated. But there's also a power play mode where you can sign up to a faction and the missions that you complete will help you gain favour with those factions uh, and let them gain control over various aspects of the galaxy. Uh, There's also community challenges which kick in, where you might be asked to bring bounty vouchers back to a specific system for a bigger reward, uh, or trade a certain amount of goods. So these are ones that you can complete, and the more people in the community that participate, the bigger the rewards get. You got some horrifically large amount of credits for taking part in this, right?
0: Yeah, I got like 19 million credits. For just shooting a few ships and returning them back to a, a thing. Like, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good.
1: <laughs> this is a clearly a hook to try and make you uh, come back and play it if you haven't it worked. signed in for a while. so. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, you're you're going to be on your own, flying around in your initially tiny little ship, uh, gradually earning money through legal or illegal activities. And uh, I guess you can kind of think of it a little bit as a truck simulator in space. Yeah. Um, no very chill experience i mean flying from one one system to another it's a it's a very almost zen like experience as you uh, Mm. just engage gauge your drives get going a little bit of tension just in case you get pulled out of hyperspace by some pirates but it doesn't happen that often so you can kind of sit back and just enjoy the ride watch space go by and uh and then bring yourself to a slow down as you approach the planet you want to slow down to Mm. so um then it was uh i guess about a year and a half after release or nine months ago or something and they brought out the horizons expansion pass which uh, adds a whole bunch of new upgrades and i guess the biggest feature at least the one that we were most excited for at the time was the ability to land on planets so you can Hmm. land on i guess certain types of planets not all of them because it wouldn't make sense to land on a gas
0: giant um there are certain ones, and, and they have, like, uh, in space, like, most star systems have a few space stations in them, like, orbiting around. So you get, like, orbitals, mm-hmm. which, like, just these little rinky-dink docks that you can land on. And then there are some where they're, like, these huge fucking space ports where they've got, like, an envelope in the front of it, and you have to, like, fly in, and there's, like, 50 pads in there to land on. Yeah, There's loads of people and shit going on. Um, the planets similarly have little... Spaceports that you can land on and stuff like that it's, uh, it's really nice and the way that it all works is pretty seamless but it's crazy that uh, <laughs> they took this system where they had 400 billion stars and they're like mm, how can we make this bigger let's let people <laughs> land on the planets <laughs> and you and can just land, land and drive around which is super cool Yeah, I mean, you get like you know, there was um, of course they added the um, I forget what it's called I think it's called a scarab or something but they basically added like a, a dune buggy so you can get out, yeah, yeah. out of the ship and then just drive along the surface and mine shit if you want to. Mining's quite popular.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty cool experience. I mean, you uh, approaching the planet and landing is not a super easy task, but it's not one that you're going to struggle at. But it's one that's not super easy, which is kind of nice because it adds no. a bit of challenge to the to the simulation and the landing experience. And then you get down on the planet and you drive around and you know, you say the mining is pretty pretty nice way of just chilling and making a bit more cash so yeah. um, they also added uh, ship customization so you can customize your ship with skins and number plates and a, a looting and crafting system where you can pick up debris from destroyed ships to build new parts for your own uh, they also introduced engineers specialist individuals who can upgrade your ship beyond its usual limits so if you complete missions for them then it will give you new ways of Expanding the horizons of your ship. <laughs> oh,
0: that's yeah. actually pretty nice because they also have like their own special spaceports. So like I found one, and um, I went to their like planet. And as I was like approaching the planet, they started talking to me through the headset, mm-hmm. um, and they like guide you in. And like it's like a completely different model. Like m- most of the space stations look identical. Uh, But this planet one was very different to all the rest. It was like all black and like like these obsidian towers and stuff. It was really cool. And then even the bit where your ship lands and goes inside to get to like the uh, um, systems where you can like buy and trade stuff was all completely different internally. It's uh, really nice and it's quite a cool UI for how you get your ship Upgraded from them because you give them some stuff, and then it like says, "Okay, what do you want me to upgrade?" And it's like, "Okay, I will make my thrusters better," and then it like gives you like a random percentage chance as to how much better they're gonna be. Mm, but then you can also yeah, get yeah. a penalty as well. Like it might fuck something up, like make it drain twice as much power or something stupid. Um, so it's pretty cool how it all all works. It's uh, a fairly done.
1: fairly kind of uh, semi-standard MMO mechanics which they brought in, which is interesting. Um, mm. A lot of MMOs will extend the gameplay like this but it it works pretty well in in elite so yeah um they also added fighter drones which you can launch from your ship and passenger lounges so you can transport people around uh there's also a whole bunch of new story and even more things in the galaxy uh so some new starports and some planetary ruins to find which is cool more content's always cool uh more Mm -hmm. unique content i guess it's not like it needs more (laughs) more generic content uh, there's also a hollow me avatar system where they add which they added which was pretty cool because you get to uh this was so much more detailed than i thought it was going to be They're like oh yeah you can make an avatar of yourself and i was like yeah okay i mean looking at yourself is not really the focus of a, of a space flight game so there's going to be uh six heads and six bodies but actually it was incredibly detailed uh the amount of customization you could do on your avatar and it was pretty cool when we did a um the, uh the thing where you both sit in the same cockpit and you can look at each other.
0: Yeah, I literally looked looked to my right in my ship where there's been an empty seat for months. And then I looked over and not only was my little bobble head, which was part of the customization I added, but then you were just sat there and I was like, hey, it's my fool. He sat there. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and like when you were flying, like I could see the uh, stuff moving on the pad while you were flying stuff around because mm. it's like actually mapping your joystick controls one-to-one with it the same as it does for you if like if you look down while you're flying you can see that your thrusters matching your actual speed and stuff as you change it yeah uh, so yeah that's pretty nice
1: no it's cool and i have my vr headset on when we we're doing the multi-crew stuff so i could look a bit to the left and see if i looked too much the menu popped up but it was still pretty cool. <laughs> um but yeah, and then the last thing they added was the uh, the Thargoids, which if you follow any gaming press, you've probably seen a few pictures of these uh, badass aliens that have been discovered throughout the universe. And it was only uh, only this week, right, that a clan has actually managed to defeat one of the Thargoid ships in a huge... Took t- 25 minutes. Event, so. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And and then to, to combat that, they've also added some new weapons to help you... Uh, hope you have some sort of chance if there's enough of you against the thargoid ships but that's pretty cool a nice uh almost end game edition there if you're if you're still Mm. playing elite after 100 hours i guess you can and you've got some friends in the game you can join in and uh, have a go at the thargoids
0: yeah, so um, I'll just talk about some of the, the multiplayer-specific stuff. So there are two things: there's wings, and there's multi-crew. And multi-crew was the one of the things that was added in this Horizons pass. Uh, but wings were introduced to the base game in version 1.2, I think. Um, they don't require the Horizons expansion. Um, and realistically, it's sort of like a party system where the members of the wing can speak to each other uh, if using audio within the game. Although when we played it, we always just use Skype externally um, and you can see each other on the map. That's pretty much it. Um, it yeah. is literally just, you know, it just shows you in a group. Uh, It's very easy to invite players to a wing, you can just select them from the games communication panel uh, where online players on your platform will be shown but equally strangers in the same system so you can invite just a random to your wing if you want Um, and then you just choose that option at which point they can accept and then they become a member Uh, and once they've accepted you can see what each wing member is currently targeting uh, which is kind of useful because if you're all attacking someone I can see if other people are targeting the same person or if they're targeting mm. someone else completely i'd be like no no not that guy the other guy especially uh, <laughs> when you're like shoot this walk. guy
1: and i'm like who who one yeah I've got targeted <laughs> who who oh oh i think that one. Oh shit not that one
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also see detailed information about their ship including direct markers uh, for their wakes so you can see where they've jumped in and out of hyperdrive now the I feel bad sort of criticising this because uh, there is a huge part to this which I hadn't clocked onto and only discovered when I was doing a bit of research uh, prior to recording this, uh, which is there is a thing called a wingman navlock, which basically slaves your FTL drive to another wingman so that you'll follow them through hyperspace jumps and supercruise, subject to your usual restraints like disarming hardpoints, landing gear, etc so that's how when you see people in hyperspace and they're like in a nice literally in a nice wing you see like five people in an arrow shape flying mm. through gracefully i'm like how the fuck have they done that how are they matching their speed <laughs> why have they done it we can't do that we're like in separate bloody ends of a planet um and it's basically you can slave them <laughs> together uh, that's cool uh, that's cool which is good but it wouldn't have worked terribly well for us because if they have a better ship and they can jump further than you, then you won't be taken along for the ride because your ship physically can't do the jump. So, yeah, so you'd have to lock on me because my ship's inferior. Yes, I guess that would be the way of doing it. Yeah, I'd not even considered that, but yes, that would work. <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can basically lock your ships together, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, the main reason for doing this whole wing thing um, is that you get a partial share of the bounty. Uh, sorry you don't get a partial share of a bounty when destroying an enemy ship, uh, but you get the full value of the bounty as of version two point three. Um, so when you destroy ah. ships, you basically get given a bounty voucher, uh, which you cash in, and it basically says, "I destroyed this ship. Give me some money." Uh, it's kind of like a, a wanted bonus in like the Wild West era, if you like. Um, and if you're playing normally. And there's like three or four people all shooting at a ship. Then you generally get a little bit each, depending on Mm. who's done the damage. Whereas in this, if there's five of you in a wing and you all contribute in some way to destroying the ship, you all get the bounty each in full. Um, So that works out really well. And it makes it an incredibly lucrative way of earning money. uh, As even if you've got a really shit ship, you can make (laughs) a lot of money with another member of the wing doing the majority of the work. Um, And I actually experienced this firsthand um, because I was when i was trying to do one of these community goals i went to a place where i knew there'd be a load of ships basically around like a mining colony um and that's where everyone was going because it was the nearest one to the place where you had to drop off the bounty vouchers Um, and some random invited me to his wing and was like oh you're trying to mine for credits i was like yeah and he's like oh yeah cool you can hang around with us we'll do it and like whenever anyone would come in they'd be like oh let ben get the first shot so that he's definitely got a hit in before we destroy it um and i ended up making something like three million credits in around 45 minutes which is a huge amount for me (laughs) Uh, and then a third of 14 million, thanks to it being <laughs> counted towards a community goal, which put me in the top 50 percent of all players. Nice, <laughs> nice. So it's it pretty, pretty cool. awesome. Uh, but realistically, there isn't any real teamwork to it. I mean, you are just chips that are occupying the same space and can see each other a bit better than you can in normal play. So it's it's good, but it's not what I would call true multiplayer. It's just, it just makes it easier for you to be at the same place at the same time. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, we did it only for like a little bit i think we tried it one evening for a couple of hours two or three um and it didn't go terribly well because we didn't know about the navlock. um it might work better now especially if we had a similar ships as well and we wanted yeah. to do the same sort of things um but yeah pretty cool anyway tell yeah. us about multi-crew because multi-crew is really the what is supposed to be the true co-op version of this game
1: yeah, we uh, we bought the Horizons Pass, which is required to unlock the the multi crew edition. It came with the uh, version two point three, I believe. And um, this is the co op mode where you can assume one of three specialized roles when you're on the same ship. So uh, you typically had the the big ship, so you would invite me to partake on your your flying experience, mm-hmm. and this is where your hollow avatar kicks in. Uh, because your main character actually stays wherever he is, and then you, your hologram jumps to the other player's ship, which is a kind of a cool way of getting around it. We don't have to fly to the same system or anything like that, because that could be incredibly tedious if we're a long way apart. Mm. Um, although I guess it's uh, maybe a little bit disingenuous because uh, one of the roles is always the pilot, uh, which goes to the the ship owner, and then the other two are basically fighters either in an external ship or on the ship itself but limited to the subset of the weapons so there's also an
0: engineer
1: position right?
0: No there's not, I thought there was but I was getting confused, Uh. the engineers are the ones, the people that you meet Uh, upgrade your engines and shit I assumed in multi-crew that one of you would be like a science officer or something where they would be able to do something more you know, planetary but literally if you invite anyone to your ship they are going to shoot shit. That's pretty much all they can do. Yeah.
1: So one's either going to basically be on the turrets in the ship, and the pilot, the, the main pilot, can assign certain guns to the secondary pilot, or mm. you can control fighters that are uh, docked and then, what's the word? Let loose. <laughs> There's a better word for it, but um, launched. Launched. That's exactly what I was. Deployed. Like. Deployed or launched. Both very good words. Let loose. <laughs> Less good. Uh, yes but yeah like you say you're basically fighting support and the turret stuff was pretty cool you get very uh a much better like better responsiveness in the in the combat because it's a turreted weapon so you can move around the ship easily um, but it isn't it's hard to say it's a true like a, a it is a co-op experience but it's a, a, a bit limiting yeah um, but on the plus side it is very simple to join so uh you can search for ships that are open to multi-crew or open your own ship up to the multi crew experience and then it's super quick and easy to just uh, just find the pilot based on whether you're looking for a smuggler a bounty hunter or a trader uh, or you can invite your friends through steam and presumably xbox live etc. So um so that was super easy. I mean we were up and running with this in a few seconds we? once we figured it out a little bit offline. With yeah. Our yeah. Nervousness
0: about having to be in the same place. But it's nice realize that wasn't true. Nice that you can open it up just to randoms so, though so you can literally say I am a smuggling ship and I'm open for people to join and then people Can ask to join and then you can say yes or no and you can kick them if you don't want them on your ship anymore Uh, which is pretty cool but it's also kind of stupid because I don't understand why you would want anyone on your ship if you're a smuggler or a trader Um, because if you've got a smuggling ship you want it to be fast which means you don't generally have weapons because the whole point of smuggling is... (laughs) you get away fast so you're not going to have someone there to need to shoot and if they are (laughs) 99 percent of the time they're going to be doing fuck all they're just sat there
1: Um, bounty hunting
0: that makes sense because you're going off specifically shooting people up so yeah of course you want more guns on hand um trading again there's not much point it's very odd i mean i <laughs> i tried to join other people's ships and i opened up my ship for a while no one joined me and i couldn't find anyone so it doesn't look like anyone's really using this outside of you know their own little parties their own little groups doesn't seem to taken off in a big way as being a thing that people just do with random people it's mm. a shame but yeah um, i
1: guess uh, with your friends it makes a lot of sense because you can chat over skype and have a bit of a laugh while you're doing it but with randoms yeah you just have like Hampering what you can do, really. You're taking yeah. away some of the control you have. So, um, but yeah. So just to, just to be a bit more clear. So um, the gunner has a full 360 degree view outside the ship. So while this does mean they only get access to effectively turreted or missile based weaponry, uh, they do get this nice 360 degree field of view. So you can just swing the camera around and take uh, pot shots at enemies, nice and quick. Uh, which is kind of cool and obviously it makes sense because if you could only fire the front facing weapons then uh, (laughs) you basically just have to have one button on your controller i was very um,
0: disappointed that when you were wielding my gunning thing and flying around shooting people you never shouted i got one i got one (laughs) so i could say don't get cocky kid course, that might be because you didn't shoot anything. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we had some issues with the button button
1: mappings on my, my Thrustmaster, didn't we? I was in VR as well, which made it kind of hilariously awkward because I couldn't see anything.
0: <laughs> VR is probably not the best thing for a 360 degree camera view outside of the ship <laughs> while I'm doing no. evasive maneuvers at speed. But while it flashes up on the screen, like,
1: ah, oh, push button 12 on your massive flight stick controller and my VR headset's in the way in between me and the. Con- control stick so i have no idea which button 12 is i'm like okay i'm gonna uh i'm gonna warrant scan this guy kill warrant scan this guy and then push the button and the six missiles go launching out it's like uh whoops <laughs> your bounty has gone up uh whoops uh so yeah we, ha- we had some button issues early on yeah um, but that's uh i guess part and parcel i mean it was a factor of the fact that we played it a bunch didn't play it for a year you played it a bit hey try this out with me and i still haven't played it for a year so i didn't really remember the controls or anything so yeah partly was, my uh... own fault i should have put an hour in before before we played together but, nah.
0: but so yeah
1: i mean like like we mentioned earlier it's pretty cool to see each other's hollow me um you can see their the avatar sitting at the desk but maybe there's not a huge amount to do unless you're going to be doing bounty hunting so yeah
0: especially if you're if you're not the helm like If you're not the person flying the ship, there's nothing for you to do because they do everything. Um, Mm. One of the cool things about it is, um, which was a genuinely nice little thing about it, is that for every extra crew member you get, you get one extra pip of power for your ship. So usually Mm. you have four pips of power that you divide between engines, shields and weaponry. Um, and if you have someone else on your crew, they get a single piece of power that they can assign so they have something to do. So if I was like, we really need to get out of here, you could assign that piece of power to the engine so that we had, you know, 25% more power than we did when you weren't there. Um, and then we could accelerate out of there faster or we could put it all in the weapons and have much more powerful weapons than we would have. Mm. So if you had a full complement of crew, which I think you can have four people, um, then that works pretty nicely because you you actually get an upgraded ship from it as well because you're just pumping more power in um i suppose it should also be pointed out that multi-crew only works with certain ships yeah it has to be a ship that's big enough for instance no it has to be a ship that's big enough that has an extra seat in the cockpit um And if you want to have more than two people, then you're going to have to buy a fighter bay and have two fighter ships because that's what's used. So there's literally someone sits in the cockpit next to you and does the gunner role. And then you've got two more people who are going to fly the fighters either remotely from inside or actually inside of them. So Mm. there are very specific limitations on what ships can be used, (laughs) just to add to the confusion about it um so anyway let's let's move on to our likes and dislikes and such um i'll start off with with an obvious one which is that is a huge game um not just content but also in terms of the galaxy scale which is absolutely <laughs> mental it is it's, it's an incredible thing to fly around it and think there are you know 400 billion systems in this game um and yeah, a lot of it's, you know, it, it has the same problem as, um, what's that shitty game? No Man's Sky, uh, yeah. in that it's, you know, you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, I've seen a gas giant, I've seen that type of planet, they all look the same after a while, and most of them are just rocky things, because that's probably what most planets are actually like, they're a bit Yeah, dull. yeah. Ima- imagine if every planet was a moon, like our moon, that's, that's pretty much what it's like, really. Oh, it's got a slightly <laughs> different texture. So it's not terribly exciting, but there is still something awe inspiring about it when you start slowing down and you see these huge stars popping up, and sometimes you'll see really interesting stuff that's out there and with all the story, the power play, the commanders, the engineers, the continuous update cycle it's you know there's so much there to explore that if you've got the time and the inclination, um it's a really, really interesting game
1: hmm, yeah. So my first like is uh, the kind of overall physics and the feeling of the flight. I think they've really hit the nail on the head. It's got a very cinematic feeling to the Mm. the flight modes. So there's a really nice mix between it being fun but realistic. So at its core, I guess it's kind of a Newtonian system. Um, But there's a whole bunch of restrictions on top to stop it from being a a true Newtonian system. Such as there's a max speed so that you can't uh, keep just accelerating and accelerating up and uh, ultimately the rotation rates are restricted so you can't end up in a spin that makes you want to vomit in VR. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably still can, but you know, <laughs> one that will actually force you to vomit. Uh, but it feels really nice and you can fly with a, your flight assist off and you get, it's a fairly complicated but optional way of flying and it's really nice because you get a pretty realistic Newtonian feel to the, the whole flights. Then you can turn flight assist on if you want a more fly-by-wire kind of dog fighting experience and that's where it gets more cinematic Uh, and then when you do need to get the the larger distance jumps you have to go through a pretty cool process of kind of uh, docking your weapons making sure your landing gear's in and everything's all in the right setup so you can enable your frame shift drive Uh, and as long as you're not mass locked by being too close to a large body uh, then your ship will wind up into hyperspace and that's a pretty cool experience and mm-hmm. especially at the other end when you're like right that's where I'm going there's the moon bring it into my reticle and obviously I need to get it to be I think it's like 7 or 11 seconds away I forget what the magic number six. is 6,
0: six seconds, seconds is the precise bit you want to be at <laughs> cut throttled throttle to 50% when you're at 6 seconds and then once your little thing gets into the blue bit you pump it right back out to 100% and then when you're 1mm <laughs> away you <laughs> poof, flip that switch and drop it out but that
1: feeling is great. And I love the fact it's measured yeah. in, in time, you know, like light seconds. So um, because you're going so fast and you, and you have to bring your ship to a, a standstill over a long, long, long distance. So it feels pretty. I mean, it it feels pretty realistic, you know, like I'm not saying yeah. it is super realistic, but it feels realistic enough that it feels cool without being a bore ache. <laughs> so uh, I think they've got the line just right on that.
0: But the thing that I really like about it is that the feel of it is right, like people say like about first person shooters like some games like a gun feels mm. much more realistic than others, like the rumble and the sound of it, like the heft of it um, and in this they've really got the heft of a spaceship right in my opinion, yeah. so like things like when you're maneuvering round, there's like a sweet spot which is shown on your throttle which is like a little blue bit and if you put the speed in that blue bit then you're much more maneuverable and you can like just do like 180s much quicker and stuff like that um but one of my favorite i've got two favorite bits one is when you're docking it's you just feel not badass but you kind of feel like if you drive currently a car You'll have had this feeling when you've gone into a multi-story car park and then you just do the perfect park or you just do a parallel park and it's spot on (laughs) first time and you just get out of the car and you look at it and you're just like, yeah, and you'll turn to your partner and you'll say, look at that parking and they'll go, what? They don't give (laughs) a shit, but you feel really proud of it. That's how I feel in this game when I land a spaceship correctly. Like you just like gradually get to that six second mark, pop out of hyperspace, then you flip over and press the button to request docking and they say, yep, go to dock two. And it's like, yeah you fly around, slow down stick the landing gear out, graceful descent (laughs) (laughs) touchdown it's wonderful, it's such a great feeling but the other thing is um, the planetary landing, when you come near the planet, you drop out of uh, hyperspace like you usually do and then it does planetary assist and then you start, you, you basically have to keep it between like a little line as you descend closer and closer to the planet and cut your speed down and then you start the orbital glide, which is when all the power cuts and everything goes quiet and it's just you and space and you can just... The ship kind of feels like it's lurching. The the closest thing I can place it as is the uh, Star Wars ride at Disney World. Um, There's a bit in that where you pop out of hyperdrive And then it just sort of goes weightless as the ship tips forward and it's silent and you sort of hang there a little bit and you can just feel the weight come off you. And then the engines rumble up behind you again as you come out of it. And it does the same in this. And even to the extent that the ship is like shaking as it comes in, as it's going through the gravity of the planet you're coming to. And you can hear the ship creaking and rattling as you (laughs) would expect it to. It's such a small thing, but that rattle is what gets me every time. You can also hear it if you just press the boost button, which, like, pumps up your engines and you just boost for, like, double speed for about five seconds. You hear it then as well, this little rattle, like the windows sound like they're going to fall out, like you're in a knackered land rover or something. (laughs) That boost is definitely not Newtonian.
1: (laughs) 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 Ah, a boost, but now it's run out and my spaceship is slowing down again. I I like to write it off as a... uh, You have a, a flight computer, which is
0: ensuring that you don't do anything crazy or get get too far yeah i trouble. think that's the right way to interpret it <laughs> <laughs> um, in any case sorry i went on a bit of a ramble there i'll be very brief with my like which is uh, this is a great game to play during conference calls um <laughs> which i have seriously done on many an occasion because if you're just sat on a phone call with a client and they don't need you because to everyone else you just sit and play this for an hour and then just <laughs> chime in every so often because it doesn't require your full attention so most of the time yeah i have my ipad propped up on my desk and i like when i've been playing it lately for about 20 hours i've watched the first three seasons of king of the hill just sat on my ipad while i've been playing <laughs> and it's been great you can just do a podcast really good um I tried a while ago, like a lot of meditation apps, because everyone's like, oh, meditation so much better for you. And I tried like all that Headspace shit and all these things. it's like, relax your mind, let go, think of nothing. So it was fucking difficult. You keep talking in my ear, <laughs> shut up. Imagine us being, oh, for God's sake. And I can't do, I hate those. Things. I just cannot relax doing them. With Elite Dangerous, I can literally just sit and just zone out and think of nothing and just watch the world go by. It's very much like you said, like a, a truck simulator, Euro truck simulator mm. type of game where you can just, it sounds like it should be boring as shit, but it's actually just very, very zen, as you put it. So uh, I, I highly recommend it for that. Nice.
1: My last like is the VR experience. So initially when it came out, I had a couple of issues with the Vive but uh, more recently when we played it, they, I mean, it seems to be a better experience. I don't know if it's because I'm just more used to VR now or whether there are actually been improvements. I know I read online that there have been, but mm. with VR and, and stuff, it's it's always a little bit hard to remember back what it was like. But I remember being a little bit blurry and hard to, to read and it's still that a little bit to some degree because I'm playing it on the HTC Vive uh, and I think maybe this game is slightly better to provide like supported on the Rift. But the experience is still exceptionally good so the uh, overall feel of being in space you look around the cockpit and they've got so many things spot on in this regard so when you when you push the joystick forward on your thrust master you see the guy's hand move forward because obviously it knows where you are right so so it's kind of surreal to see the hand moving in the game and equally with the stick on the left that will move too uh, with your hand in real time and then uh, you can look around the cockpit and they've got both the The feeling of being in space is really good in the VR because you can look around space and that's where it really shines. Uh, Some of the text can be a little bit tough to read because when you're looking at screens full of trade options and there's a lot of text and uh, you have to be looking in the middle of your your Vise viewport really to get the full resolution and the things on the edge uh, are a bit more blurry which you don't notice so much when you're looking out at space, but you definitely notice it with the text and you have to move your head around a lot to track text you want to read but it is now definitely uh readable and we've played it and i've had a a pretty good experience and I'm, i think some people get on with the text in vr a lot better than me um and i'm but i still enjoyed it and they've got the controls down pretty good as well when you've got vr so you can look off to the left and the menu pops up and you can control it all with just a couple of buttons on the flight stick like certain ones move between tabs and then a little hat joystick i've got on top of my main joystick which lets you move around the menus but it was pretty intuitive to get around the menus and it worked well with vr and it is nice just to turn your head to the left or right and get the information immediately that's a pretty cool experience like mm. look to the right huh this is my weapon loadout nice look down huh? that's uh, where all my friends are it's like yeah it's
0: pretty The cool. nice thing is with that that it's also a parity with the normal mode because i use mm. that but i obviously don't have this system But I use the hat, so I press E, and then I can use the hat to look left and right. And when I look to the left with it, the camera pans round just as it would if I had the head tracking. But when I look to the left, then the menu pops up. So it works in the same way, um, but it's just obviously much more intuitive and easier. I wonder, does it have um, the eye tracking system? In this it one. does as well. I know you've got an eye tracker, um, but I don't know if you've tried it with
1: this. I do have the Tobii eye tracker on my monitor at the moment and uh but I haven't tried it with this because when I've played this more recently I've tried it in VR. So um mm. I think it has the kind of thing where well. you Yeah, I think it's got the eye tracking where you look at the edge of the screen and it tracks your tracks your view. So if you look at the edge of the screen it will start turning the camera a little bit. But uh, obviously the eye tracker I've got at least not not compatible with VR because it needs to see my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um and they are lovely but, um, eyes. Oh, thank you, Benjamin. <laughs> uh, but I think this will be super, super, super exciting when VR headsets get just a little bit higher resolution. I don't think it needs yeah. to be massive. And uh, I am pretty tempted to back the Pimax. They call Could it say. the 8K headset. It
0: only needs to be slightly better, and now he's going to talk about the 8K headset. <laughs> <laughs> only needs to be slightly better, but
1: when have, when have I ever bought just what I need? Um but yeah, so the Pimax eight K, which is actually two times four K screens. But if uh I'm tempted to back that and kickstart it if I trust the quality enough. Because mm. I think this game and that headset are, will be a perfect
0: match. So Yeah, uh... I've been very, very tempted, especially as <laughs> I don't have a headset yet. Um anyway, moving on to the dislikes. Um I'll be very brief with this. it is a massively complicated game, very steep learning curve. Um I watched probably a couple hours of YouTube videos to understand how things work um, Mm. when there's something that I specifically wanted to do Uh, so recently I decided I wanted to play as a smuggler and I wanted to know how to do smuggling how do you find smuggling routes how does it all work how do you do this stuff I found like a half hour video on how to do all that kind of shit and then I went in and played it Um, and just learn huge amounts of stuff that you didn't even know were there because it's that that's fundamentally how they expect you to learn this stuff really even their own tutorials are just videos on youtube so a a good example i've played this i think for close to 100 hours um the other day i found out that there's a thing called a fuel scoop which lets you go to most suns uh, so stars and as you go around them you can scoop the solar flares and that Mm -hmm. will power your ship so then you can basically explore the star, star systems for as long as you want you don't need to stop and buy fuel like some kind of mug which is what i've been doing it basically turns (laughs) your ship into a tesla with a massive battery so nice um, that is pretty cool that's good but yeah you you need to watch a lot of videos to really get into it i think i think you need to play it and be like "Mm, is this for me do i like it i do like it now i'm gonna watch a shit ton of youtube videos and now i'll go back to it yeah yeah agreed
1: my uh my first dislike is just that the multiplayer i mean we are reviewing it from a multiplayer and co-op perspective and uh it is a little bit lacking i would not maybe even go as far to say a little bit shit uh in terms of multiplayer and co-op support not the game itself but um you know the the multi-crew setup i think it was a valiant effort to make it a more fun co-op game but ultimately watching you fly around and then just shooting some guns when we're in combat wasn't the most uh, wasn't the most thrilling experience of my life no. and then when we do play separately uh, your ship can just pop around the the galaxy a lot faster than mine because you've played it a lot more so um yeah i'm not sure if it's something which uh which i would jump into as a as a massively multiplayer oh yeah let's play this again ben let's yeah let's rush yeah. to play it for the next 10 hours because uh It's tough to stick together and
0: do things together, and sometimes it's like, oh, there's a fight. Oh, it's over. I haven't even got there yet. Um, Yeah, I think we could probably alleviate that now that we know how this navlock shit works. Yeah, that's true. And if you got, because you only need a few credits to get a ship similar to mine, really. Because yeah, I'm on a probably like a second level ship, whereas there there are massive ones coming later (laughs) where you can do all kinds of shit. And I could get a really big ship but it'd still be slow because it could be hauling a shit ton of cargo or something. But yeah, yeah, I was particularly disappointed with the multi crew and I think I'd got confused. I think I'd had some sort of opium dream where I was thinking <laughs> of, uh, FTL faster than light, the, the wonderful,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: pixelati game, which is fantastic. If you like space. Mm. Um, and I'd sort of imagined it more like that, or maybe I was thinking of like that star Trek, bridge vr thing i was thinking great one of you's gonna fly one of you's gonna be an engineer and do like navigation stuff one of you's gonna be in charge of this one of you's gonna do the fighting someone's Mm. gonna do you know uh, some kind of engineering to make things work better like they might have like little puzzles or shit that they have to solve in order to get the thrusters working more powerfully and it's like no you you've just got extra people to shoot guns it's like ugh. (laughs) <laughs> it's like they even went to the effort of being like oh you could pick and choose a ship to join smuggler or bounty hunter yeah. it's like what the fucking smuggler needs three <laughs> pretty... <laughs> three gunners <laughs> three gunners yeah <laughs> you're there whistling through with your big shipment of slave cargo and you've got three like hired guns <laughs> sat on the back of it making you look even more dodgy um so yeah it's massively disappointed in that myself
1: yeah and uh my last dislike and this is uh both in the multiplayer and the game in general, really, but while there is a ton of stuff to do, um, I never really found much of it that meaningful. I mean, it's a lot of uh, yeah, you know, oh, randomly generated quests, move this item to there, destroy this ship, do that thing, and um, and while it keeps you busy, i.e., if you want to sort of grind for the money, it's it's good, but. You know, you're basically doing random quests to get loot, to upgrade your ship, to do slightly harder random quests, which you're now well equipped to do, so it's not harder. Um, it's kind of like it feels to me. It feels a little bit like uh, an open world game, like Assassin's Creed or something, where there isn't really a main quest to go through. Yeah. Um, and I think for some people that's fine, because if you want the kind of Euro truck simulator feeling in space, it's ex- excellent. But for me, I never really felt. I was hoping to get a lot more okay there's kind of a main quest line that is fairly in your face which you can work through and get to know a lot more about the the elite universe maybe find out about more about the powers at play and how you know how the technology came about or this that the other but um, it feels like a well-populated world but not necessarily a hugely it's hard to get to the character of
0: the world i think that is something that is there but you have to look for it. Again, it sort of goes back to my whole thing of you need to watch your shit ton of videos to find that stuff. Mm. Um, and I, I only just joined the power play stuff in the last hour or so of gameplay. Um, and now I'm part of a faction. And now I've got like a whole thing. And there's groups of people that we go off and have to do like kind of like clan stuff where you have to go off and defend various planets. And you can see like this big galaxy map where you can see our influence spreading out against other people's kind of a bit like Stellaris in that sense where you mm-hmm. sort of have these like vacuous maps where you're pushing against other people. Um and that's kind of breathed a bit more life into it for me because now I feel like I'm actually doing something. It's so like with yeah. those community goals I felt like I was doing something because I really wanted to get into that top percentage of players, but I completely know what you mean. Um and mm-hmm. from a from a multiplayer point of view that's even worse because you're literally <laughs> i mean you might not be in the same uh system i've not a system I, you might not be in the same faction <laughs> yeah gonna make yeah very awkward um I've just got a few comments briefly before we finish up um one, which I always feel we should mention in a multiplayer game, uh, server connections, which were all incredibly yeah. good, never really had any problems. Um, occasionally, you get a little bit of lag when jumping out of HyperDrive, especially when there are community goals and there are a lot of people. So, uh, recently, there was one at the Shire Starport or I forget what, it's what was it was <laughs> called. I think it actually was called Shire. I know we've been listening to that Shire Buff song, but it, I think it was called the Shire Port or something. Um, <laughs> but whenever i jump out there it would take like 30 seconds usually it's instant but it would take like 30 seconds mm. or so because there's like 50 other ships that are all actually there, all real people so it's very yeah. much that nmo kind of thing but most of the time it's fine nice so just a comment really because
1: i'm not really sure what's going on but we played the multi-crew uh that time for an hour or so and um we're gonna hunt this guy down gonna get this community goal you start shooting at him i start shooting at him and he goes huh fine 200 credits for shooting the wrong person i'm like what the fuck?
0: that was weird <laughs> you've,
1: you've got a bounty on him i guess i didn't because i wasn't far enough to get that community quest i'm uh, not something i'm not really sure what's happening uh maybe if we were, if i got to the community quest section and, and unlocked enough of the game maybe it wouldn't have been a problem and maybe it was a one-off maybe something strange happened maybe it's something they fixed i don't know but it was pretty weird when i shot the guy that you were trying to shoot And it was like, right, you're fined 200 and you're in trouble. And you're like, oh, I just got 20,000 credits for killing it. And I'm like, huh, I've got to fine a 200.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was a bit weird. I mean, it is worth pointing out that you can play in a local mode uh, with no other real world players. um, Or you can play an open player in which you're on a server with loads of other people. So some people prefer playing locally because then they aren't going to get blown up by random for no reason. Um, I've never had that happen really i think i've always been blown up by npcs um (laughs) but uh you can choose to play it that way that probably alleviates some of the hyperdrive lag issues that i experienced and may have solved our problem of bounty hunting not Mm. working quite as we'd expected due to all the different factions and different people
1: can you play local co-op like it's called local but could we play offline quote unquote together
0: uh yes oh well okay okay so do you mean could we play as we are now like me in Sweden you in Sweden and me here um, and play in our it. own private mode yeah together? precisely yes yeah. you could do that yes cool nice but just you te- can't just play up, the two team. people on one machine yeah yeah, yeah. no 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 sorry I was, well, yeah they call it local, local mode
1: but I was trying to use the yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. we could play together privately that's what I yes. wanted to know so. absolutely cool. and we did we um, did when we were in a win. oh yeah of course we did the very first time we played yeah, yeah. you're right uh, my last comment is just there's an awful lot of buttons and probably too many for my Thrustmaster, which has 15 buttons on it and a hat or something. So uh, there were times when I like, oh, now I need to reach for the keyboard, which is fine, unless you've got a headset on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that yeah. made it a bit tough. But I
0: think with the right configuration, you'll
1: probably get there eventually.
0: But... Cool. So in conclusion, we always like to ask, would we play it again and would we recommend it? John, would you play it again?
1: I will definitely play it again solo. Um I want to explore it a bit more, try it out with a headset again and get into it. Uh, Would we play it again together? Potentially. But I'm not super excited to rush back to it and play it. No. Um, As a co-op experience, I probably wouldn't recommend it. Maybe I'd put sort of buy it on sale, quote-unquote, because it is an excellent experience. But I think it wouldn't have legs for a long-term co-op experience unless you're going to get super into it and just be in a wing and play it all the time together. Mm-hmm. um so i think it would be a on sale recommendation for the, just from a co-op perspective but if you like flight sims and space then buy it for yourself and play the curve a bit on the side
0: yeah i think that's fair um i i think if you played it on your own for a bit and you got into it a bit more um then i would definitely play it again with you because i think if we went off and did like some of the faction missions and stuff it'd be kind of good but i think it's more one of those games where you just want to sit and drink and chat like mm. like how people used to have phone calls back in the day we don't do that anymore we play something while you're chatting and sometimes yeah. rocket league we need to concentrate um, and so we can't really chat <laughs> as much because <laughs> we're like oh shit that goal um, whereas with <laughs> this you don't have that because you don't really need to concentrate you just fly around. but um, i would certainly recommend it as a meditation aid that would be my uh, recommendation. But yeah, nice. exactly what you say about Carl. Um, so in closing, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find more of our lovely episodes on our website at connectingtohost.co.uk. Um, I think recently, what, do, what did we do last? Star Wars Battlefront. Star Front. Wars Battlefront rec- uh, 2. <laughs> no, 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 it's not even out yet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry, Star Wars Battlefront 1 we reviewed recently. And what did we have before that? I should really have looked can't remember so many (sighs) games we played
1: yeah we did titanfall through it two three or four ago Um, yeah that
0: wasn't on before it. I forget but there are good games there good games evidently (laughs) that we've we've reviewed (laughs) that you should go and check out because I don't remember what they were but they're great (laughs) not the doom episode don't listen to that unless you want to be um If you want to suggest some games for us to play, uh, then go to Twitter and you can find us at CTHCast. And occasionally we give away games there as well. So that's well worth checking out every so often. Follow us there. Uh, And if you have time and the inclination and you're going to say something nice, then please do leave a review on (laughs) iTunes. But until next time, thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time for some more Connecting to Host.